The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Leadership today is more than just a position in an organization. It's also a mix of proven practices that produce results. Welcome to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. Our program will bring you the how and why of successfully led businesses or organizations with not-for-profit goals and how you can apply the Adesis Methodology and make it work for you. Now, here is Dr. Ishak Adesis. I think the last broadcast from Moscow for me, uh, because uh, next week I'll be already back in California, and uh, I'm very, very, very happy that my stay is now ended, and I'm even more happy to have a very special guest on our show today, and it is Lev Christensen, who is a very old, very, very good friend from many years back. And what is special about him, I want to tell you in advance, is uh, he was not, never a client really of Adesis, but he read all my books and my tapes and uh, he studied them. And it would be very interesting to find out during the show today how he applied whatever he learned. Uh, but even more interesting than that, I would like the audience to know that he led is one of the very few people that I go for advice. And he inspires me. And he is about 20, 30 years ahead of the crowd, which makes it a little bit difficult to understand. You don't always understand what he's talking about because it is so far out. Then about two years later, I said, oh, my God, that's what Led was talking about. And it's very insightful, a person you can learn a lot about. Led, why don't you tell us about yourself and what your career ladder has been? What have you been doing over the years? He's talking to you from... Utah. Salt Lake City. Right? Go ahead. Where are you? I'm in Salt Lake City, Utah. Tell us us about your career ladder, because one of the things that I remember, I remember many things you said, because you changed so many businesses. You're not a parallel entrepreneur. You're a sequential entrepreneur. Start businesses, start businesses, start businesses change and i asked you how can you change from software to skiing to gas and he said ichak today you should not fall in love with business and i kept it as a mantra it's a very interesting not falling in love because life changes and you have to move with life so tell us about all the businesses you've been involved over the years okay um I, I uh, just real quickly um, had a, a bachelor's degree in mathematics and then also one in political science and then uh, went to graduate school and obtained a master's degree in business. Um, 
I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't grow up in a family with a background in business, and and so I um, did not know exactly um, where I was going. But all I was looking for was the opportunity to find someone who would, um, you know, trust me to uh, test my abilities. In, in graduate school, I um, became friends with two very um, amazing professors. Um, one was a professor and, and one of the leaders in the country in, in mortgage finance. We were close, and another professor was um, a uh, finance professor that had done his work at Wharton. Um, I, I was introduced by the one professor because uh, the professor I'm talking about in finance was named Blaine Huntsman, and he and his brother, John Huntsman, had uh, started a business, their first business, really, that they started, and they were, uh, you know, uh, behind their projections in revenues, and then they were running short of capital. They um, had some uh, property that could be converted to capital, but it, it was not a simple process. They got with me while I was in graduate school. I took the property, was able to get it approved for a development, finance the uh, production cost, but also finance all the equity out of it and provide to them. And uh, uh, so my, my first business was a real estate development business. We became very close. And then uh, two years later, their uh, company experienced the energy oil embargo of uh, 1974. And, and what happened was they were consumers of polystyrene crystal to produce containers. Um, they, all of the, um, from, from crude oil to natural gas liquids, it was all protected, you know, in terms of um, uh, the, the various producers had to honor the, the, their, their customers uh, with supply and price and the price, but it turned out when you got to the level of polystyrene, that was not done. And they were had been buying uh, their raw material at ten cents a pound, selling the finished product in effect at around thirty cents a pound. Well, all of a sudden they had no supply unless they could, on the black market, be able to pay one dollar a pound. They were guaranteed of um, losing money day in and day out. That they so we had remained close, and we sat down, and you know they presented the problem, and, and I, uh, with Blaine uh, Huntsman primarily, spent time. We um, ended up finding very creative ways to do multiple exchanges. And and, um, and in doing that, it, it turned out, and we saw more of the chemical business, and we solved the short-term issue for their container company, but it became apparent the chemical industry might be very good. 
Um, we all just, so we together started a company called Pencil Huntsman Chemical and Oil Corporation. I ran that for the first number of years and um, uh, bought the first polymer plant that the company had from a company uh, from Monsanto Corporation. And, uh, you know, and and uh, that evolved to become a very major company called Huntsman Chemical. Uh, I later, at one point, then went on to do my own thing and started energy businesses. Um, I uh, ended up uh, building a um, very, very significant company, and we had partnerships with such companies as, as um, uh, Transco Energy, um, Houston Natural Gas, which then uh, became Enron Corporation. Um, Ken Lay came to me early when he was at Houston Natural Gas, asked to buy a interest in our company uh, to become familiar with the trading industry, the, you know, the energy trading industry. Uh, that that later. The company was, um, we together uh, sold that company to um, um, Transco Energy, uh, in, in which has since been acquired by uh, Williams Company. I uh, then uh, formed other energy companies uh, and, and had a number of investments. That, but in, in approximately 1992, I started to see that the technologies we tried to use to manage our companies in the most effective way, computerizations, telecommunication, you know, data information processing, I believe that was going to merge. So I moved my um, total uh, efforts and focus to trying to determine how any companies I was involved with could be very, very capable of what I believe was going to emerge and change the way corporations would operate in the future, the way education would be done in the future, and the way government should be run in the future. Um, I, I did that you know, with three approaches. Um, one was I started up some technology companies. Uh, two, I um, helped a, a um, I believe government, you know, could or should try to help us all learn and become efficient with this issue that I saw becoming very important. So I, I uh, supported a, a man for governor named Michael Levitt. And I told him if, if he agreed with me, saw it that way, I, I would help him in his um, uh, bid to become governor for the state of Utah. He was successful. I uh, then was the governor's chairman of the Electronic Highway Task Force and the, uh, and the Economic Development Department Board for the state for his first four years. Um, Mike Levitt did see it very well and then later became Secretary of um, uh, EPA, and then also uh, recently uh, was Secretary of Health and Human Services. Um, I also then started some philanthropic initiatives to help bring 
our companies and other companies together to, to run that business. Well, when I saw this issue, it was actually the, the web and the browser uh, that Andreessen developed at the University of Illinois had not been introduced to the world yet. And um, a year after the election, it was introduced to the world. So, you know, I had never known what, how the world was going to be tied together or who was going to accomplish it. But when I saw that, you know, then I knew this is what what I had been knowing would take place, and, and we became very active, uh, you know, in trying to uh, make full use of that and, and have done over the years and, and have developed companies in the technology arena. Um, some have been quite successful. Um, EMC Corporation today owns one of them. American First Title owns one of them. Involved in, in real estate information and and so forth. Um, to, you know, today, well, and just to bring it current, uh, about three years ago, I once again believed that now in the web and, and let's just call it the web, the connected world, that again what I had envisioned and I had made speeches on happening was now becoming a, a, a reality. And so um, starting three years ago, I started, I, I, I began to believe that truly, yeah, well, first of all, let me say, I, I always believe there are two key elements of, of a company, and that is its product and services, and then its branding, marketing, and sales capability to reach and, and serve the customer. Um, I, I became convinced that, you know, where the web and the connected and smartphones and, and cellular world had all evolved to and, and how the world was connecting up and the reach of, you know, this, the networked world today, that there was going to be a, another what we can call technology or innovation wave, which uh, so which... there is, uh, uh, lad, lad, because uh, we need to put an ad here. So what I would like to do is, as to what you are presently doing and what you believe the future looks like, let's get into after the break. In the meantime, you can organize your thought. What does the future look like, and what do you think you are going to be doing in the future? It's extremely, extremely interesting. Lad has gone from real estate to energy to gas to high-tech, to software, uh, uh, to skiing. He owned the Deer Park skiing area. I mean, uh, an enormous amount of cross-disciplines and industries experience. Let's hear what the future looks like for that. Break, please. Okay. The ADESIS management methodology increases the speed at which organizations are able to implement change and solve their problems. The methodology introduces an innovative process, culture, and system that allow organizations to achieve dramatic growth in both revenue and profits. Build your success from within. 
Adesis Management Methodology is delivered by the Adesis Institute with offices worldwide. Introducing a new management paradigm. Visit www.adesis.com for the Adesis Institute today. The Adesis Speakers Bureau can present the Adesis methodology and its approach to harnessing the power of change to your top management team. The presentations, either in person or via a live video hookup, can be delivered in a two, four, or six-hour format. Participants can derive immediate benefit from the material and put their new knowledge to use right away. For luncheons, corporate retreats, and strategic planning meetings presented in a variety of languages, visit www.adesis.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to paula at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. very, very good friend and somebody I always look up to because of his insights and his extreme wisdom, uh, uh, told us so far what he has been involved in, in his career from real estate development and gas and oil and, uh, and uh, energy and then into software and high tech. Uh, uh, what the future looks like or what are you at present doing that you believe the future will bring us, Led? Okay. Um, what, what I was starting to say um, at the end of the, uh, the conversation was that I, I believe there, the, the web and the smartphone world, and, and I just call it the connected collaborative world, has now evolved to where there, there will be major – it is what you can call an innovative uh, creative wave that you know is so creates such better results at lower costs, which most waves do, and that 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 are truly important waves. Uh, and and so and that there will be many impacts because of where we've arrived on every enterprise, uh, and and. Uh, there will be impacts in terms of the product side of the business and the services side of the business. And then what I've concentrated on in the last two years is the impact of brand on branding, marketing, and sales. And once again, you know, what now is a fact, and we're all reading about it now at this time, you know, there's – greater reach, in other words, the, the customers that your company can consider are, are more widely spread. You, you can reach further around the world than ever before. You can, you, you, you can 
reach them at, at rates and bring on customers at rates uh, that, that were never, ever envisioned before or possible before. You can create two-way conversations. You can serve the customer and then create loyalty and trust like never before. And if you arrive at the loyalty and trust, then, then the ultimate goal of this new world of branding, marketing, and sales is that, you know, the customer trusts you, believes in it, they become your sales force. You know, the reality is a company tells you they're great or your friend tells you they're great. Who do you believe? You know, it's your friend. So that's um, what we, we've been concentrating on. Now, we call it social commerce. You know, the, the big word in, in the world now is, is social media. Uh, we see social commerce as a bigger umbrella that entails lots of complex elements, certainly including all of the social issues that, that um, you, you know, are, well, the, the point is that there are many different elements of social commerce, depending on the, the nature of the enterprise you might be considering, the execution of which elements, when, and in what order, and what sequences, or in parallel, is, is very complicated to understand. And again, the world is changing faster than ever before, and especially in, in this. You know, we, we make one speech to people. We say, hey, have you heard about Yammer? And everyone says, no. And we said, well, that's because it doesn't exist. But tomorrow it may really very well exist and, and change the whole issue. And, and so, so talking about it's really, is it really marketing via the web? Is it web marketing? Is that what you're saying? Well, I, I don't want to be that simple. It, it, it's called, but, but the fact is, you, you uh, well, a, another, you know, let's put it another way. Um, it used to be companies talking to people and, and, and individually, and they were separated, and, and they weren't connected up. Now, your customers are all totally connected, call it Internet, web, but whatever. They're connected in ways that you can't believe anymore. And therefore, you know, they're talking to you or they're deciding for you. you you've got to listen to them. You've got to respond to them. Back, the, back in the old times when the, the customers really weren't connected, couldn't communicate, you know, you, you upset a customer, well, you know, what the hell? You, you had hundreds of them or millions of them. You know, today you upset one. And you may, you know, you may pay the price big. You know, um, there's a great video on YouTube um, called um, United Breaks Guitars. You know, they, they didn't treat a customer right. They broke his guitar. He, he put a video up, and it, it did five. It's in excess of 10 million now. And actually, wow. United, United stock crashed 10% in, in a few days. It went viral. So, so there's watching for that. But also, there's the customer can tell you what they need. You know, this can impact your, your, your product. You know, it's far better than all these focus groups that are, you know, you don't necessarily draw true answers. 
But now, and those cost money. Now it's free if you use these capabilities, if you're current with them, if you understand them. So, and then once, you know, you catch it right and uh, you can build to millions. You know, there's uh, Facebook is a media platform, a social platform that uh, I think it has a membership. There's only two countries in the world with, with a larger population, China and India. Uh, you know, there's others that are similar. And, and, and so, um, you know, it's a whole new world of, you, you know, how so how, we try how to... Do, how, how do you capitalize on it? I mean, unless it's a secret, how do you capitalize on it? You see a future in this social networking or social commerce. How do you capitalize on it? How do you make money out of it? Well, let me first say, how is any enterprise, how do you become totally capable to be able to, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, employ or, or these new concepts that are essential? Um, you, it, it is complicated once again. So, you know, what we started doing two years ago was saying, you know, I, I wrote a white paper on social commerce, and in it I just tried to present what I'm saying right now. You better get serious about this. But the paper said, if, if, you, if you agree, then the question for us, the question for anyone that agrees is, how do you be, be good but sustainably good because it's every day changing and evolving. You know, how long has Twitter existed? How long has Pinterest is a big driver today? It's less than a year, really, in terms of its impact. So how, how do you become currently capable but sustainably capable? And that's how do you have the knowledge and evolve the knowledge to be able to, do, to run this fundamental element of your business in the best way. In, in the pay, in, if I can just, in, in the paper, I say there's two ways. You can go it alone, hire a consultant here, hire this, hire that, or go it together with other companies, other enterprises that have this same belief. The paper finishes by saying, we choose to go it together. So what we've done, we, we it's a slow approach and it takes time, but what, what we've done is taken the leadership to bring companies together and think together. And, and, and what we've done is established a, an institute, nonprofit, that is for companies that, that want, you know, that need, want to employ these capabilities, but, but it's led by those companies for those companies. Now, it very much involves all the providers, all the knowledge people, all the advisors, agencies, and so forth. But by forming together, we set the direction, you know, and, and, and together we're, we're getting in a position that a lot of us are, are going to become, be able to sustainably be capable. Alan, this is very exciting, my friend. Tell me something. What did... We meet together because I lost the track of time. Do you have any memory? When was it? What year was it? Our children were, I don't know, how, how, how long was it? At least 25 years ago? Well, well I, I can say um, 
Rhett was five. Uh, Johan was six. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, so it's that long ago. Show me is now 36. So it is 30 years ago. What yep. is it that attracted you to Adidas? Because we became friends, but more than friends. You, I, I was impressed when I came to your office. You had all my tapes, all my books. I mean, it was it was a library, an Adidas library. What is it that attracted you to Adidas? So what is it that you can tell the audience you find in Adidas methodology that turned you on? Yeah, and and and, and let let me just say first of all, plain and simple. Um, you know, from the time I first heard you speak, I said, I got to talk to this man. And and I went up, we talked, and became, you know, for me, lifetime friends. And, 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 and it's because of your character, but, you know, what started it was this, this great thinking you've done and you continue to do always. Um, but let, let me uh, just say... Um, you know, I, I believe in building strong foundations in, in an organization, and, and if you can get that right, you can build on top of it. Well, you know, a foundation in, since we met in anything I've done is P-A-E-I. And if I can expand on that, you know, I, I, I make sure our people understand it, and, and quite honestly, that it becomes a culture in, in the organization. You know, let, let me talk about just the PAEI and, and how I use it. Um, you know, can, I can we talk? Then, the, the, the land, I'm getting in, in instructions from the recording studio uh, uh, because I would like you to really elaborate on it. It's very interesting to me. I, you know something? When I write my books and I give my lectures, maybe there are 1,000 people in the audience I don't have an idea did I make any impact. I don't know whether anybody is reading my books, whether anybody pays attention. So when you tell me that you're using it, it gives me energy to continue working, to continue writing. So I really need to hear this. So let's take a break and please tell us after the break. Thank Learn about applying the ADESIS methodology in your organization's decision-making process. Our comprehensive training programs include a three-day introduction to the ADESIS methodology, Breakthrough to Prime, and Leading Highly Effective Teams, a detailed seven-day seminar. The seminars are valuable for corporate leaders, key executives, and others involved in the decision-making process. Our trainings are available around the world and in multiple languages. For more information about these and other training programs available, please visit adesis.com. Join the Adesis Graduate School for online master's and Ph.D. programs. Get involved with in-depth research into how change can be managed on many levels across disciplines and cultures worldwide. The clinical programs train practitioners with methods that have been used with exceptional results by certified Adesis associates and clients for decades. Core concepts include the proven Adesis theory and spiral dynamics, an emerging theory of human social evolution, 
For more information, go to adesasgraduateschool.org. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to paula at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. Go ahead, Glad. What is it that you found in PAI so powerful for you? Okay, let me just again repeat. You know, I, I make sure, you know, and it's deep in the organization, you know, it's, it's a limit how far I can take it myself personally with people, but the core teams, the core group, you know, I, uh, I, I, they have to understand it. We're then able to, it's a language and it, it, you know, it's, it's ideas, but it's ideas in a language. And now we can, you know, once I be sure everyone understand it, we have a language and then we, we make a culture out of it. So what, what I, uh, first step I do is, is once I, I, everyone understands your work and your thinking and your thoughts in PAEI, I, I have everyone do a self-analysis, you know, and, and, and we start out, and part of that understanding that you've always taught is, you know, I guess maybe there's one or two that's 100% in every category, but most of us aren't. And, and so, you know, I, I say to people, I, a honest self-analysis. Then I have everyone share it all with each other, all members share with each other. And, and, and then I, I ask everyone to challenge their, the, each individual analysis in terms of is it honest, is it so forth, and, and so forth. And, and, and we arrive at it, and, and we go, you know, and, and reach, you know, agreement. Um, you, you know, my goal is in doing this is to end up with a trust among all the team. I, 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 this allows us to bring them to a point that you're able to say, yeah, there's things I'm not great in. And I'm okay you knowing that. That wow. that that's not wow. human nature. Wow. That's yeah. beautiful. That's not that's... human nature. Now, where I take it is is uh, is that there, there's something in human nature I've experienced and seen over the years that is negative to a corporation reaching its what, what I consider the, the you know the ultimate goal of a corporation and, and and that is that you know the sum of everyone's efforts and work 
are the maximum possible for the corporation. Now, that's, that's usually not the case because of this fundamental belief I have of human nature, and that is most people don't want to uh, the, the others to be aware of their weaknesses. Now, you know, I first noticed this in one of my oil companies and trading and marketing, very, you know, active, very fast. I had two executive VPs that were amazing people. The one, however, I started to see, you know, he was amazing marketers, strategist, and all of that. He, you know, wasn't that great with the accounting or finance numbers or, you know, you know, those models, and, but but I, I finally saw him spending a huge amount of his time doing that stuff because, uh, yeah, because, yeah, you know, and, and to me it's because he didn't want others and me to be aware that he wasn't strong there. So, you know, if you have, and, and I think that's what happens oftentimes is if, you're supposed to be responsible for a task or such that is a weakness, you'll, you'll do it. It takes you longer than another member of the organization, but that's their strength. But you won't, you, you won't, that human nature does not generally allow you to go say, hey, this is not my strength. Will you take it? No, instead you try to do it and, and, and wow, be sure. Wow, yeah, wow, yeah. And, and, and so what you do, the sum of everyone's efforts, a lot of it includes a lot of time in their weak areas. So if you if you have yeah. trust and people understand PAEI and, and people understand we aren't all 100% in those elements that are in total key, as, as you say, Ishaq, to effective and, and successful organization, then, you know, if we've gone through these previous steps I talked about, then we're able to arrive at trust, and then we're able to arrive at, you know what, we're all after success here. And the best probability for success is the sum total of everyone's effort is spent in their most capable way and with their in doing tasks and and, and and taking responsibilities that are within their strengths. And yeah. so, I want to underline what Led is saying here. Don't try to be perfect. None of us is perfect. And trying to be perfect is an effort which does not work. Build a complementary team. And as a team, we can reach a certain level of perfection that none of us alone can achieve. Why? Because we complement each other. And that is what the theory, uh, this theory is about. But it will not happen every time. It will happen only if there is mutual trust and respect between members of the team. And you have to establish mutual trust and respect. And that is where the real challenge is. How do you build mutual trust and respect? Have you got any insight about that, Led? Well, you know, those steps I walked through are fundamental. You know, once again, I just got to tell you, you know, I believe in foundations, and one of them is, for us, P-A-E-I, and because you lead to trust, and then everyone can, you know, 
you know, maximize their capabilities. But, you know, again, what I found is, you know, self-analysis for once they learn the concepts and understand it, then a self-analysis individually. Then you come together and share with each other. Before all that, we've said, you know, we're not all great. We're not. Let's start and and no one can look at the other and try to tell any, none of us can try to tell the others we're amazing in everything. We're not. And so we start out with that. So when we bring them together, you know, they share their own analysis. And some of the in individuals that are listening may go, hey, you know, you know, as they say in, in Steve Jobs' books, you, you know, you're in a distortion reality here. You know, that's not yeah. true. You're not that, and so forth. And 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 by challenging each other, even and openly, you know, learning. You know, the challenges are not personal. You know, you we say the goal is here to end up being a better organization. You know, and, and the only way we can do that is. You know, we accept that we aren't all perfect. Now, how can we fit this jigsaw puzzle together so we're, as a team, the best team possible? Right. And so that that's, you know, again, you know, some of the... Yeah, the, I want the, to highlight what you're saying because the audience, look, guys, too many people believe success is to know the content, to know the industry, to know the market, to know the product, to know the technology. And I'm claiming what makes you successful is not what you know, not what you have, but what you are. Because what you know becomes obsolete very fast. It's extremely difficult to keep up with. And what you have goes and comes. But what you are is forever. And these are the fundamentals that Led is talking about. That was why he was able to move from real estate to energy to software to high technology, to social networks and social commerce. He can move from one industry to the other because there is a common denominator to all of them, and it is how you manage. And what does it mean, how do you manage? Building a complementary team where people admit, and they can not only admit, they live with their weaknesses, and they cherish what the other person contributes in what they're weak. You know, usually people get scared when somebody's better than they are. They get scared because it shows that their weaknesses. And what Led does, he says, it's okay to be weak. Let's build a team where we complement each other and jointly we can come to perfection in any industry. That's why I can move from one industry to the other. This is extremely important for people to understand. It's not what you know, but what you are that makes a difference. Let's take a break, lad, and let's continue after the break about, about you. I want to know more about you. Just a second, a break. Okay. Top Leaf is a turnkey management development curriculum that consists of a set of 20 to 30 minute videos presented by Dr. Ishak Adesis, creator of the methodology and founder of the Adesis Institute. The Adesis methodology is considered by many to be a solid foundation for all organizational development. The Top Leaf curriculum is made up of three programs. Top Leaf can be used by individuals, by organizations, 
and by trainers and consultants looking for new content to offer their clients. For more information about Top Leaf, visit www.adesis.com. Dr. Ishak Adesis is one of the leading management experts in the world. He has written 14 books that address the challenges facing top management. Books by Dr. Adesis can be found in 24 languages. They can be purchased at the Adesis store at www.adesis.com or on Amazon.com. Electronic versions are now available for three of the books with more to come. These books reflect over 40 years of study in the fields of management and organizational change. Pick up a copy of one of the books for yourself or as a gift today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to paula at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. people listening to you lad all over the world this is the internet radio and it's one of those things you're talking about social commerce here is social commerce 20,000 people 30,000 people listening in all over the world about this broadcast and we are trying to share with them knowledge what makes a good manager good leader good executive and you have given us several of those insights with proven that it works because you move from one industry to the other successfully and moved over the years continuously and now you're doing something which is totally new and different from anything you've done in the past. Lad, have you ever failed? Yeah, oh, certainly, yes. How does it feel to fail? What have you done about it? Well, let, let me just relate about me and then, <coughs> sorry there, um, and, and about how I talk to people about a team we're, we're trying to build. Um, you know, you know. Um, I, I well, first of all, I uh, <coughs> sorry. Um, I, I, I talk to lots of MBA students at times and ask, "Why are you doing this?" And, and so often, it's about money. You know, I just, you know, and that's why I, I hate to use the word business because everyone, it's money. They, you know, so many think of. I like the, to use the word enterprise. And what I say to those folks is, you know, it's um, a definition of enterprise real quickly, you know, is an organization of one or more people that has the capability to provide a product or service uh, for the needs of customers. And when you say needs, it's not what you think their needs are. It's what are their true needs. And then I just add, you know, you've got to do provide that at a quality greater than or equal to and at a cost than at 
at a cost less than or equal to other enterprises that would like to serve the same customers. Um, I, I try to always keep that in mind. You know, it's so fundamental but can be so easily forgotten. So cu coming back to that, you know, I um, for, for for me, you know, and I, and I started with nothing, and I think even in in the beginning, it's I always when I saw something I thought was needed and should be done, you know, that's what drove me. If I believed somebody somehow could do that. And if it happened to catch my interest, then I wanted to see if I might be that person or one of that group that could actually serve and take care of that need for customers. You know, as I interview people, you know, well, let me just say, first of all, you know, I never thought, it never comes to mind to me, what if I fail? Because my my, you know, I, I like challenges and, and uh, the, the possibility of seeing can I, you know, just blanks out the issue of failure. And, and so, you know, that's, and, and so once again, if you're of that mindset and if you can put those kind of people together, you know, you, you go serve a true need of customers, and, and what I say, then, okay, um, you know, they will vote you a profit. They'll vote you money, you know. But that's how generally, you know, those successes happen. Sometimes you can just luck out and hardly do anything and, you know, hit the jackpot. But in general, that's what's involved. And, and so... So you're, what you're saying to me is... Uh, what you have failed, but it does not feel like failure. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, and you know, uh, we 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 start up a lot of things, and, and um, you, you know, there's the early stages of just seeing is it is it proof is it that. There's been a lot of those that have gotten to a point and said, no, nah, it doesn't make sense. I don't really consider that a failure. Uh, you know, in terms of a true failure, we started up and so forth. I had one that I really remember well, and I intend to go back and make it work. But um, and, and that was, um, I, you know, if you want, I'll maybe interest. No, no, you, you don't. You don't have to do. Well, what what I'm really looking for for the audience is the morals, and I would like to uh, share with them. A comment because of what you triggered with what you said. In my theories, uh, which I lectured about, and I think I can hear the shadows of my lectures in your presentation here, I said, do not manage by profits, manage for profits. And this is the major difference. By profit means all you're looking for is profits, profits, profit, profit. Profit is a, is a scoring board on a tennis match. You cannot play tennis by watching all the time the scoring board. You have to watch the ball. And how? You have to watch the needs of your clients and to satisfy the needs of your clients. So if somebody starts a business to make money, he is going to fail. 
he has to think about how to start a business to successfully satisfy client needs. And successfully means, as you said, where the cost of, of satisfying those needs is lower than the perceived value of those needs for which the customer is willing to pay. That's all. Identify a need that the customer is willing to pay that you can satisfy at a lower cost than that price. That's it. That's what it means manage for profits rather than by profits. And I think you're absolutely right. Unfortunately, all the MBA programs are continuously teaching too much financial analysis and profit, 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 economic theory, profit, profit, profit. Now forgetting we are in the business of satisfying client needs. That is what the business we are. And if we do it successfully, we will be profitable. Profit is an output, it's not an input. Ah, uh, Alan, uh, I'm glad there is so much to learn from you, my friend. Uh, if, if, uh, if you, we have about three minutes left, two minutes left, what would be your bottom line advice to managers around the world? What will be the mantra that you tell them to follow? Mm, you know, that's such a broad question. Um, but let, let me um, just say, you know, it's all about the team, you know, and, and, and so, you know, you have to build a team. That and, and what I go through when I, you know, and I noticed one of the thoughts was how do you, you know, develop people and so forth. Um, we, uh, I, I sit down with someone and I say to them, you know, I can have all this studies done and these tests run on you and so forth, and, you know, I might know more about you. I generally say to them, let me tell you what it takes and what's expected, and you know yourself better than I can ever know you. The, the goal is for, you know, for me, I say to them, you know, be sure what I tell you is needed and what, you know, what you need to be to love this, to enjoy it, and, and to be a member that contributes, be sure, you know, you know that it fits. Because if it doesn't, it's going to end up will part, you know, part anyway. And so, you know, it's even it's mostly in the individual's interest we'll survive you know something that doesn't work out so what I tell them is you know you have to have intellectual capability and and for us then additionally you have to have a character you know you do the right things you you know and we have to believe you have that or, or we don't even start. I don't care how brilliant you are or what schools you graduated from. And then you have to know and understand exactly our purpose, you know, what we're doing, what our, you know, what we're doing for our customer, our purpose of what we're serving. And you've got to be sure you can have a passion for it, you, that you can good, 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 want, good. want to do that. And then I say, and, and then I say, you know, you need to ask, are you a competitor? Are you a can-do person? And, and lastly, you know, we're looking at you to be creative, to be capable. 
and and you know in in some of this conversation they ask me well what will I do what will I do and the fundamental how we operate we try to be flat but I tell them it's not about sex color race anything else how long you've been there or your age you know it's about you know it's a passion to satisfy client needs. Yeah, well, and, 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 and any of them can be anything in the company. I say to them, I will not be the one that decides. And a lot of people say, how do you motivate someone? I say, I can't motivate you. I can give you the opportunities. I can give you the chances. But you have to have these five capabilities and then want to use them. Lad. Uh, unfortunately, I'm giving you signals from the recording studio that we have to end because the one hour is over. I could talk to you for hours. And by the way, I expect you at the end of this conversation that you will call me on Skype so we can continue on a personal level. It's very exciting to talk to you. You are, you are, you are a beam of light and, and wisdom that uh, I cherish. Thank you, Lad, for hey. being on our program. And uh, look, talk, talk to you soon. Call me back. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank, Thank you again for joining us this week for Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. Please tune in again next Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, enjoy your weekend and a successful week.